Welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha, a podcast shared by David Roylance. This podcast is dedicated to guiding you to completely eliminate the discontent mind and the suffering it causes by attaining enlightenment. Learn and practice the teachings of Gotama Buddha that will guide you to fully attain a peaceful, calm, serene, and content mind with joy. To support this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha or visit buddhadailywisdom.com where you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online learning resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Now, here's our teacher to share more. Hello and welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha. Today is our group learning program and we're learning loving kindness meditation. This started in our first part of this series, which I shared the understanding of loving kindness meditation and how to do loving kindness meditation. And we did this together as a group. Now this is our second part of this four-part series where I'm sharing with you loving kindness meditation and helping you build up your practice. So I'd like to welcome all of you, whether you're attending for the first time or you've been attending regularly, I'm going to help you get going with loving kindness meditation. Because last week I went through very thoroughly and taught various aspects of loving kindness, why we would need to practice loving kindness using the words of the Buddha, helping you understand various aspects of loving kindness. Today, we're going to just go right into sharing a little bit of a recap, not much, but just a little bit of a recap from last week for those of you guys that didn't join us last week to help you understand. Where loving kindness meditation comes in is it addresses the anger, hatred, ill will in those lesser versions like frustration, irritation, annoyance, and others. Because as long as those are in the mind, the mind going to act unskillfully. There's going to be bitterness, hostility, aggression, all these other types of conduct that is becoming unskillful. As the cravings are getting fulfilled, you're going to get pleasant feelings. But then as the cravings aren't getting fulfilled, there's going to be painful feelings. And then this is typically where the anger, hatred, ill will, frustration, irritation arises in the mind. And now there's this unskillful moral conduct through our intention, speech, and actions in the unenlightened state. So while you're working with breathing mindfulness meditation to eliminate the cravings, so those become less and less significant, you're also working with loving kindness meditation to get rid of the anger, hatred, or will. And then, of course, you're also practicing generosity in daily life in order to train the mind to let go and eliminate craving, desire, attachment, where it's no longer selfish. And then the same thing, as you're working with loving kindness meditation, you're going out into the world and you're practicing through your intention, speech, and actions to be loving and kind. And the Buddha explains this as part of right intention, right speech, and right action, how to practice in a way where there's loving kindness infused in your intentions, your speech, and your actions. Because if all you did was meditation and you didn't go outside in the world and practice loving kindness in your daily life, you wouldn't be able to fully transform the mind. So you need to, yes, do the loving kindness meditation to kind of fill up the gas tank, so to speak. But then when you go out into the world, you know, smiling and being polite, kind, friendly, respectful to people, using right intention, right speech, and right action based on the natural law of gamma, the way that the Buddha shared. That'll become easier when there's loving kindness meditation consistently being developed and less and less anger, hatred, and ill will in the mind. 
but it will also become easier when there's less and less craving in the mind. Because with less and less craving, there'll be less and less anger, hatred, ill will, frustration, irritation, annoyance arising in the mind. So these two meditations of breathing mindfulness meditation and loving kindness meditation are working towards the same goal of enlightenment. Both of them are taking care of the various poisons. Breathing mindfulness is taking care of craving, desire, attachment. Loving kindness is taking care of the anger, hatred, or will. But then you need to practice in daily life having generosity and having loving kindness through our intention, speech, and actions. So this four-part series is here to help you build up your loving kindness meditation so that you can integrate it into your regular meditation practice. If you're working on building up your meditation practice to two or three meditations per day of 30 minutes or more, and even though you might not be there right now, then what you're doing is you're trying to gradually build it up to that point. And then more and more, you will see that these poisons will start to be eliminated from the mind. And as they're gradually diminishing, you'll see that the moral conduct will become easier and easier because there's less and less pollution in the mind. So I'm going to be helping you build this up. And if you're doing just one session a day or two sessions for 10 or 15 minutes a day, that's okay. That's where you're at. You're not in any competition. You're not in a race. You're not judging what one person's doing versus another. But you will need this meditation to be integrated into what you're doing. And out of those two or three meditations per day, you would like at least one of them to be loving kindness. And the way that I do this is I start with chanting to ease the mind into meditation. And I haven't taught you the chanting yet. That's going to be a four-part series that starts in about three weeks from now. So we do the chanting to ease the mind into meditation. We start with about five minutes of breathing mindfulness meditation. And you could do more, right? Or you could do less. It's up to you. But right around five minutes. Then we're going to move into the loving kindness meditation. And when we move into the loving kindness meditation, we're going to be doing these affirmations. These affirmations are there to essentially rewire the mind where you're thinking in the mind, may I be peaceful, may I be safe, may I be well, may I be free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes. This is on the out breath so that the mind is now cultivating and rewiring the mind to have loving kindness towards this being who you are. Because without loving kindness towards this being who you are, it would be very challenging to have loving kindness for others. Then we're going to go in these successive rings. Last week, I just kept it simple with these three to kind of give you a flavor of the structure of this meditation. But today I'm going to be expanding this and adding additional rings that are appropriate for us group of people. Probably I'm going to use family to kind of work through our parents, our life partner, our children, brothers and sisters, people like this. And then eventually we're going to get to all beings. And for me, I'm doing this in a very general way because I'm leading you guys. But you guys should put in there when you're doing this as a group or as you're doing it at home on your own is put in there individuals names. So when I say mom and dad, if you thinking mom and dad, okay, put mom and dad. If I say children, you might put, you know, Bob and Susie and Rebecca and whoever you have as children, you might use their names in your actual meditation. And then as you get to people where you maybe have ill will or hatred towards, you're going to need to put their name in there. But as 
us meditating together as a group, I'm just going to do these generic phrases in order to help build up your understanding of how you can customize this. In each class, I'll be customizing it in a slightly different way to help you guys see some of the variations. But again, you're going to need to customize this and personalize it based on what's going on in your mind. People that you currently have loving kindness for, people that you're more neutral about, and people that you're trying to develop loving kindness for that maybe you have anger, hatred, ill will, or some of those lighter versions for. And then after we do this loving kindness part where we're just focusing these affirmations on the out breath, then we're gonna go back to breathing mindfulness meditation for a short period of time. Then we're going to end the meditation with chanting. So it's kind of like this loving kindness sandwich with loving kindness in the middle as the core of the sandwich. And then after we meditate, I'll just open up to any and all questions that you guys might have related to meditation or the path to enlightenment or anything else you guys would like to talk about. In fact, since now that you've had kind of a week to now meditate with loving kindness, I'm going to open up to questions now to see if there's any questions before we go into loving kindness that you might need to get resolved before we actually start our loving kindness meditation. So the way that you ask questions is you put those into Facebook, YouTube, or Zoom. Or in Zoom, you can electronically raise your hand and ask any questions or follow-up questions directly, and we'll be sure that you get answers to the questions that you need before we get started with our meditation today. It looks like Joe's raised his hand, so we'll go ahead and over to Joe and see what Joe has to talk about. Hi, Teacher David. Um, my question is, if well, obviously I haven't mastered meditation, you know, just standard meditation. Um, so should I continue learning this and not necessarily practice it? Or should I um, do both um, at the same time? You know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, you're not gonna so-called master, you know, breathing mindfulness meditation probably for perhaps six months, a year, two years, you know, even then you're still gonna be tweaking your meditation practice and really refining it more and more. So what I usually suggest is be sure that you have a stable breathing mindfulness meditation practice where you're consistently meditating throughout the week. And if it's two or three sessions for however amount of time, wonderful. Whether it's 10 minutes or 15 minutes, that's fine. But you're just consistently able to do breathing mindfulness meditation and your mind is making the choice to meditate because that's a big part of it. Because oftentimes the mind is craving for these other things and it just doesn't want to meditate. It doesn't have an interest to meditate and it wants to stay hooked onto these other things. So if you see your mind consistently meditating over the course of the week, then this is a good time for you to bring in loving kindness meditation, particularly if you've been doing that for you know, four weeks or eight weeks, which we're not even at the eight week mark yet of this group learning program. But somewhere around there, that's usually a good time to bring in loving kindness meditation. And even if you aren't actually meditating with loving kindness right now, and you're still choosing to work on breathing mindfulness meditation, that's okay. You can still learn the loving kindness meditation and understand it and practice it here in class. And then in your own practice, you're choosing to still continue to work on breathing mindfulness. You can do that either way. And that's where each individual practitioner has to decide for themselves. Do I just stay consistent in my own practice with breathing mindfulness and I still like to do some more work there, but I'm going to learn loving kindness, but just not do it as an individual. I'll just do it with the group. Or am I going to stay consistent with the breathing mindfulness, 
learn the loving kindness and bring that in every once in a while as well. You have to decide for yourself of how you're feeling with the mind and your progression because I can't really make a decision because I don't know your mind and kind of what you're facing with work and family life and other things that you're involved in. So you'll need to look at that yourself and see where it makes sense for you to bring that in. Once you feel confident with what you're doing with breathing mindfulness, that would be a good time to bring in the loving kindness meditation. Okay, will do. And could I ask a second question? It's related. You can ask Um, 10 or 20 if you like. (laughs) uh, I had a cold for the last week and a half and it's been really difficult to practice breathing mindfulness meditation Um, because breathing through your mouth, you know, it sort of dries out your throat uh, and it's pretty distracting. Are there any methods to meditating while ill, I guess, or do you just sort of just take a break? So you have congestion. five minutes at a time, okay. Yeah, you have congestion in your nose, right? So you have trouble breathing through your nose. So you can breathe through the mouth. Usually what I do is I focus on the lip in the air moving over the lip. That's what will become the focus. And you can still train why you're sick. Because if you're sick for 10, 12 days or two weeks, you're not interested in going away from meditation that long if you can help it. So as long as you can stay consistent and you have the ability to breathe, which if you're alive, you have the ability to breathe. So just continue with your meditation. The only time that I usually kind of forgo meditation is if I have a real pounding headache. Even then I will sometimes try, but usually what I will do is wait for the headache to subside and then I will meditate. But nowadays, headache is very few and far between, where in the past I used to get migraine headaches and things like this from stress and anxiety, the craving in the mind. Now, as you get rid of craving, The only time I get a headache now is like maybe if I didn't drink enough water, if I slipped up on the water, or maybe I ate something I didn't realize had some MSG or something like that in it. I might get a headache or something like that, but there's no kind of like regular occurrence of a headache. I might get a headache like once a year now or twice a year. So in those situations, if it's a real bad headache, of course, I'll take a little bit of medicine and try to get over that and then meditate in an hour or two. But if it's a persistent headache throughout the day, I might forgo meditation for that day, but that very rarely ever happens at this point. But in the past, you know, I would need to observe the headache and what was going on and be sure that when I'm meditating that there's not this pounding headache going on or else the mind is just experiencing pain all the time. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Looks like Marcy has her hand up. If you would like to ask your question, go ahead, Marcy. Thank you, Teacher David. Um, I'm finding when I'm doing loving kindness meditation that when I'm doing it uh, for people that either I already love. Oops, your your mute went on. Sorry about that, <laughs> uh, Marcy. That's okay. I, I muted you by Is accident. Is that better? Yeah. When you okay. you can start from the beginning. Sure. So when I'm doing loving kindness meditation, obviously I start out with I, but then I go into people that I already have loving kindness for and the people that I want to kind of, that I don't have really any kind of ill will or anything towards, but I kind of want to generate loving kindness for. And then I get into people that I have ill will for. And every time I get into the people that I have ill will for, what I find is my mind, as I'm doing it on the out breath, like it starts to drift off. Then I start thinking about like, 
you know, rehashing conversations and all of this. So I come off of it. At that moment in time, am I supposed to do like I would with breathing mindful meditation, let go, go back to breathing mindful meditation, and then try to do the love and kindness again for the person that I'm trying to um, remedy the ill will for? Like I'm having a hard time, like, because even if I just like try to let it go and then try to restart going into love and kindness, I still end up drifting again. I'm having that struggle. Yeah, you can in the moment as you're doing breathing mind or as you're doing loving kindness meditation, if you're noticing the minds drifting, you can cut that off and bring it back and keep doing the loving kindness meditation. Keep at it, keep doing the loving kindness. If you need to go back to breathing mindfulness, you can. You can go back to breathing mindfulness, do that for three minutes, five minutes, what have you. And then instead of going all the way back through all the rings again, you can just go right to that person and just do that person and then eventually get to all beings. You can even do some meditations where it's just, may I be peaceful, all the four statements. Then this person, since it's really challenging for you, you could try to do just that person and then go to all beings. You can do it that way. And you can do that person more than once too. It doesn't have to just be four statements. It can be multiple times for that person since it's really challenging for you. So you could do like three, four, five iterations of that one person. And then you just kind of see what's working best because each mind is a bit different. Even though each mind has craving, anger, and ignorance and these 10 fetters and the unenlightened state, what's going to work in your situation in one day is going to be different than what might work another day. So you're kind of trying to coax the mind and try to figure it out. It's almost like a mystery, like a puzzle. You're trying to figure out this puzzle of the mind. Is it just sticking with loving kindness meditation and that works? Is it going to breathing mindfulness for three minutes and then coming back to loving kindness? Is that what works? Is it just doing loving kindness for Marcy, this person, and then all beings? Is that what works? And you kind of like try these different iterations, not getting fixed to any one particular thing, but you try these different things and you're trying to understand this mind of Marcy and what works best in any given situation. But all those options are viable options. You just like to try them out and test them out and see which one's working best in any given situation. Thank you, teacher David. You're welcome. Looks like Kaudun has a hand up. If you would like to ask your question, you can go ahead, Kaudun. Yes, uh, sometimes I don't think of anyone that I have ill will for. You mean you don't have anybody that you currently have in your life or in the past that you have ill will for? Yeah, I came mm. from a spiritual background for forgiveness for all people and this, so I made it clear since a long time ago, I guess. When you're in daily life, what kind of things make you angry or irritated or annoyed? What kind of situations do you experience that in? Uh, just sometimes, you know, when people get you irritated, uh, but I pass that clearly so, uh, at mm. the time, at the moment. How long has it been since you've been irritated? Uh, last time, I can't remember, maybe two days ago. Okay, what was that situation? Uh, someone is asking me for something that I don't want to give. Okay. And did that person make you irritated? Is that because that's what you described a little bit there that you said that other people are making you irritated? Yes, it's a situation, but not the person. Okay. So is it the situation that's making you irritated or what is it that's causing the irritation? Yes, yes, the situation. It's the situation. Yes. Do you think it's the craving, desire, attachment, or it's the situation itself? 
when you look at it at the end, it's from the cravings, you know. Mm. You want everything to go the same way every time. Exactly. The mind's craving, right? So it's not the situation. It's not the person. It's the mind's craving yeah. that's causing that. So if you have any directed irritation or annoyance towards any particular beings, those are the people you would like to include in your loving kindness meditation. If you don't have any of that anger, hatred, ill will, frustration, irritation, annoyance directed at any particular person, then it doesn't sound like you have any ill will towards any particular person. But just be sure that you fully investigate the mind and you make sure that you don't have this because not doing loving kindness meditation means that this ill will and all these feelings of the lesser version are going to continue to exist in the mind and the mind is not going to be able to experience liberation. So it's the craving that the mind was craving something to hold on to something. And then when somebody's asking you for it, you don't want to let it go. So then you're becoming irritated. You need to find a polite, kind, friendly, respectful way to say, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I'm going to keep this for myself. I understand that this is something that you want, but, you know, I'm going to go ahead and keep this for myself or however you say it right through your personality. But allowing the irritation and the, the annoyance to arise in the mind isn't going to allow you to practice right speech. So where you see those bodily sensations associated with discontentedness arising, you would like to cut those off and let them go so that then the mind can reside peaceful and, and joyful and you don't need to have this irritation and annoyance arising. Yes. Okay. All right. Any other questions in Zoom, feel free to raise your hand. I'm looking at a question here in YouTube. It says, I'm looking for an answer regarding it looks like signs of emotionally unavailable parents or cold mother syndrome. How can I find out in Buddha teachings an answer? Thank you, Tomas. Tomas, this what you're describing, oh, you have some more. I mean, how can I find an answer which helping me in the problem through Buddha teaching? Okay, sure. So Tomas, the, the issue here isn't mom, right? If you're experiencing discontentedness, the issue is that you're wanting mom to be a certain way. You have certain expectations of her and you need to let those go because mom's never going to perform to the way that the mind wants or expects. You'll need to let go of those craving desire attachments and train the mind to love mom as she is and understand that this is who she is. Your goal on this path to enlightenment isn't to change mom and get her to be the type of mom you want her to be. Instead, you need to let go of your wants and realize that mom is making decisions based on the wisdom that she has and whatever she's doing and however she's doing it, that's the way she does things. And the only way for mom to improve is for her to decide to learn and train the mind and get to a point where she's eliminating craving, anger, and ignorance as well. So as long as your mind is wanting mom to be a certain way, you're never going to be content or peaceful or joyful in this relationship because even if mom meets your expectations today, then tomorrow you're going to change your expectations. You're going to want something else from mom. And then she meets those expectations. You're going to want those. So rather than craving and longing and yearning and kind of trying to push mom or expect mom or force mom to do things the way you want her to do, you need to just love her as she is and realize that this is the way she is where you can 
politely, kindly share a little bit of guidance with her here and there. You can, but you need to be very careful about how you do that. You need to remain humble and you need to be sure mom has an open mind and she's interested and willing to understand this from you. So you might need to ask her, you know, mom, are you interested in my opinion on this topic? Or would you like some thoughts from me? And if she says yes, then you share it with her. But if she says no, then you need to be content with that and just understand mom's not interested in learning with you right now. So oftentimes we look at other people and we think that other people are our problem. But if another person is experiencing issues in their life, that's their problems and they're gonna need to deal with that. If your mind is discontent with what mom's doing and how mom's doing things, that's because of your own cravings, desires, attachments. There's ways for you to eliminate your cravings, desire, attachments to mom. That's with breathing mindfulness meditation and practicing generosity. Those are generalized trainings. But then you would like to look at a class that I taught a few months ago. It's called Eliminating Attachment to Those Who Are Closest to Us. There's some additional teachings in there about how to eliminate attachment to like your parents or your children, your life partners, people who are close to you. And if you have any challenges finding the link to that class, you can send me a message or post in the Facebook group and I will share that link with you because in addition to breathing mindfulness meditation and generosity, as well as loving kindness meditation and practicing loving kindness, there's some other things that we do to eliminate attachment to those who are closest to us because that's what you're describing is that there's an attachment there that you have to mom, you're craving and desiring for her to be a certain way. And as long as that's in there, you'll never be peaceful and joyful and content in this relationship because you're always wanting mom to do something that she's not doing. So Thomas follows this up with, yes, but the problem is, I think he's saying emotional state. It is like I am emotionally disabled, cannot copy and live. Yes, because your mind is attached to mom, wanting mom to be a certain way. Like when you say mom's emotionally unavailable, your emotion shouldn't be dependent on what mom is doing and what mom isn't doing. This is just the mind craving for mom to be a certain way, desiring for her to be a certain way. So you're gonna need to let go of wanting mom to be a certain way and just understand that she is the way that she is based on her experiences in life. And as long as you keep craving and desiring for her to be a certain way, you're never gonna be fulfilled in this relationship because she's never gonna meet your expectations fully. Here's another question from Brandon. It says, sometimes I do groups of people such as those who intentionally are going to do harm today. I'm thinking of those such as mass shooters and those of lesser violence, but it's intentional. Is this okay? Yeah, this is okay. The thing is, is that remember that your loving kindness isn't going to change those people. The mass shooters or the people who are doing other violence in the world, it's not going to change them through your meditation. But I think you know this, Brandon, that what you're doing is you're cultivating your mind to be more loving and kind so that when you hear about these mass shootings, your mind doesn't go to anger. Or if you hear about violence or you witness violence in your life, your mind doesn't go to anger in those situations. You can separate the decisions, these unwise decisions that people are making from the actual person themselves. So by you cultivating loving kindness for the person, for the being, then when they're doing unwise things, 
you can just see that as unwise decisions and you can still have this genuine interest in seeing this being be well. And yes, you can do groups of people like that and just understand that it's to help your mind to be more loving and kind in those situations. So that takes care of all of our YouTube questions. Let's see if we have any in Facebook. I don't see any in Facebook and I don't see any more in Zoom either. So that means it's time for us to go ahead and move into our meditation. So what I'm going to do is just guide you guys in this first part with breathing mindfulness, of course, leading in with chanting. Then we're going to be doing loving kindness meditation together. I'm going to go through some iterations and kind of give you guys a flavoring of what you can do. And then we'll go back to breathing mindfulness and back to chanting and then see what other questions you guys might have after the meditation. And remember, you can customize this based on your specific mind and what you're experiencing in life. So if you guys would like to take a position, if you're sitting on the floor, you probably have a cushion under your rear with your legs lightly crossed. You're not interested in your legs being real tight because this would inhibit the circulation and it would make it challenging for the circulation to continue and your legs might fall asleep during the meditation. So you just like your legs to be lightly crossed. If you're in a chair, you might have your feet flat on the floor or even crossed at the ankles. Essentially, your lower body should be nice and comfortable, not painful and not luxurious. The hands and the arms, the Buddha put his right hand over his left with his thumbs together, and you can put that in your lap if you like. This is one way that you can do it, but there's multiple ways here. You can also put your palms on your thighs, on your knees. You can put palms up. If you're in a chair with armrest, you might even just put your arms on the armrest of the chair. So with the lower body and the hands and arms completely relaxed and no muscles engaged, you would like to then bring your upper body to an upright position, nice and erect, not real rigid because this would make the mind overactive and perhaps having anxiety, but you're also not interested in slouching either because then the mind will be dull and lethargic or complacent. So have some erectness to the upper body where it's nice and straight. This keeps the mind attentive and alert during the meditation. So with the lower body and hands and arms relaxed and the upper body erect, you can just close the eyes and start breathing in through the nose and out through the nose. I'm going to use some chants to ease us into meditation. And if you know these chants, you're welcome to chant along. And then I'll be back with some more guidance to help you through the meditation. Arahang Namami 
นับมรสภาควาโตอาราโตสมมาสัพพุตสานับมรสภาควาโตอาราโตสมมาสัพพุตสานับมรสภาควาโตอาราโตสมมาสัพพุตสาอิติปิสุมหากวาอาราังสมมาสัมโตวิจจารณังสมุนโอสกาตโรกาวิตุอนุเตโรภุริสาดามาสติสัตตาวามนุสนังโตภาควาติโอเค here you should just be establishing the breath breathing in through the nose and out through the nose You're just looking to establish a nice, natural, steady, consistent breath. You're not interested in forcing the breath or controlling it. Just breathing in gradually through the nose to experience the full breath. And when you're ready, breathe out gradually through the nose, experiencing the full exhale. Breathing in and out. Your breath isn't going to necessarily match up with the guidance that I'm providing, and that's okay. This is your practice. So wherever you get to the next inhale, breathe in through the nose. Establishing a nice, natural, steady, consistent breath, and then the same thing on the exhale, breathing out, experiencing the full exhale, breathing in and out. With the breath established, start fixating the mind on the sound of the breath. Or the sensation of air moving into the nose. The breath is the present moment. Fixate the mind on the breath, the present moment. Whenever you observe that the mind is moved off the breath, cut that off, let it go, and come back to the breath, the present moment. No need to judge the thought, observe it, label it. Or even try to figure out where it's coming from. 
Just wherever you observe that the mind is moved off the breath, cut that off, let it go, and come back to the breath, the present moment. I'm going to be quiet now and let you do this work of focusing on the breath. And then I'll be back with guidance on loving kindness. Breathing in. in out
Continuing to breathe in through the nose and out through the nose. When you get to your next out breath, repeat these affirmations. May I be peaceful. May I be safe. May I be free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes. May mom and dad be peaceful. May they be safe. May they be free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes.
May my life partner and children be peaceful. May they be safe. May they be well. May they be free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes. May my brothers, sisters, and extended family all be peaceful. safe. May they be well. May they be free of all discontentedness in the suffering it causes.
may my friends, co-workers, and associates all be peaceful. May they be safe. May they be well. May they be free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes. May all beings, no matter where they reside, be peaceful. May they be safe. May they be well. May they be free of all discontentedness in the suffering it causes.
Now go back to breathing mindfulness meditation, focusing on the breath. Breathing in. In, out.
What I'm going to do is just open up to any questions that you guys might have, whether you're in Facebook, YouTube, or Zoom, you're welcome to ask your question by putting that into the comment section. Or if you're in Zoom, you can electronically raise your hand and ask any questions or follow-up questions that you have. I'll go ahead to you, Joe. Is that a new hand or is that from before? Uh, that's a new one. <clears throat> okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, I had a question last week, last Sunday during the class. Uh, it was a shorter class and nobody asked any questions. And for some reason, I felt bad about that. <laughs> um, and I guess, you know, that's my own thing, I'm sure. Uh, but that's kind of a uh, running theme, I guess, with me. Um, like sometimes you'll say something or I'll say something that I think the other person, I think it relates to this anyways, I'd say something that I think the other person wants to hear to maybe avoid 
some bad feelings on their part or my part. Um, and I think that relates to the way I felt last class. I was like, well, there's no reason I should feel bad that nobody's asking questions, but I'm feeling some way that doesn't feel, you know, right or good. Yeah. That's from, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I just don't know what, that is sorry sure so that's a craving desire right the mind's longing yearning wanting people to ask questions and then when they didn't ask questions the mind didn't get what it wanted so then it experienced those uncomfortable or bad feelings as you say so you'll just need to get to the point where you understand that not every class there's going to be questions not everything's going to happen the way that the mind of Joe is looking out at the world and thinking that the world should necessarily be because Joe's mind is has certain cravings, certain desires, wants things to be a certain way, but it's not going to always be that way. So where you see that discontentedness starting to arise as a bodily sensation, that's where you'd like to cut it off. If you missed it as a bodily sensation, or maybe you're not even aware of those bodily sensations yet, if you haven't developed a meditation practice enough because you just started, you might not even experience those bodily sensations. It might just become a feeling in the mind. So where you see it there, you just cut it off and let it go. So it doesn't then affect the condition of the mind. So this is just craving, desire, attachment. This is that central desire, that fetter of wanting to hear certain things in the ear. This is agreeable things if people ask questions you're like wow this is great people are asking questions i I enjoy this this is the way class should be but then if they don't ask questions then your mind is like ah i don't like this you know there's no questions so you need to just let go of any kind of desire or wanting things to be a certain way and if people ask questions fine if they don't that's fine too rather than wanting one thing or the other okay and I have an example of a different kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a, used to be a contractor in Maine, and sometimes I would say unintentionally to a customer, well, like every contractor, this will be done, you know, at so-and-so date or time. Um, and, you know, and that was only really for their benefit, or I thought it was for their benefit, because I thought that's what sort of they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, uh, it's just a weird thing to do. <laughs> so and I'm not sure why, but. So when you used to give them a date of when it would be done, in your mind, did you know for sure it would be done by that date or were you just saying it just to please them? I was saying it to please them mostly. I mean, in three, maybe it could have been done by that date, but mostly it was to please them. Mostly it was gonna be later than that, right? Yeah. So you can change the way you talk, but still essentially communicate the same thing. You can say, you know, I understand that your goal is to have this done by next Monday. And that would be my goal too, to have it done by next Monday. And that's what I'm going to be working towards. But as things come up on the project, we don't always know exactly when it's going to be done, but I'll surely work towards having this done by May. So this way you leave it kind of open-ended, but still confirming with them that this is what I'm going to work towards. And that way you're not lying. Because if you know that it's going to be done by Friday, but you promise it by Monday, right? And then they're waiting those whole five days. Now, you knew at the time that you said it'll be done on Monday that it wasn't going to be done until Friday. So that way there it was false speech. So you can 
kind of confirm that, yeah, it's, you know, I'm going to work towards it to be done by Monday, but just to be understanding if it needs to go longer because there's unforeseen things on this project and we don't always know what those things are. So I'm going to work towards Monday. But if you can be understanding, if it goes longer than Monday, then I would really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Are there any other questions in Zoom or in Facebook or YouTube? You guys can put those into the comment section or you can raise your hand in Zoom and ask any questions that you like. All right, no questions, Joe. <laughs> Your questions are done, right? I can't, I can't get rid of this thing. No, oh, no, it's okay. I was just joking you like there's no questions. So <laughs> you'll have to let that go, right? That there's no more questions. Yeah. All right. So I would like to just thank all of you guys for attending and let you know that this is loving kindness meditation. This is what you would like to do is slowly build this up. And you would like to customize each of these rings where you're using specific people's names. And remember, you're transforming your mind. You're rewiring your mind to no longer have the anger, hatred, and ill will so that the mind won't go down that path anymore when your cravings aren't being fulfilled rather than going down the path of anger, or frustration, or irritation, or what have you. Then your mind can just have loving kindness rather than blaming other people for those uncomfortable feelings. You understand that they're being caused by your own mind and you just need to transform the mind and train the mind to not want anything specific. And so that when those feelings are arising, you can attribute them to cravings, desires, attachments, rather than the other person. And then now your conduct won't become bitter and harsh and aggressive. So you might be quietly frustrated for a long period of time as you're on this path to enlightenment, where before you might have been overtly angry, overtly frustrated or irritated, and you were maybe through your intention, speech and actions, acting out in an unskillful way, and it was causing harm, where now you're starting to kind of restrain the mind. The frustration and the anger and hatred still arising, but now maybe you're just choosing to be quiet in situations where before you would be overtly angry and hostile. So this is improvement. This is better because as long as you're putting out the hostility and anger into the world through your intention, speech, and actions, that's all going to come back to you. So now while you're working on the mind, you might be quietly frustrated for a while and that's okay. It might be actually a year or two while you're experiencing that, but you'll see longer and longer periods of peacefulness, longer and longer periods of joy and less and less frustration. And not only will it be less frequent, it'll be less intense as you're progressing on this path. So just understand that that's part of it. And then as you continue to train with all the teachings that I'm going to be sharing with you, specifically the Eightfold Path, eventually as the mind gets closer to enlightenment, you'll get to the point where you know, the mind is actually enlightened potentially, and there's no anger, there's no frustration, there's no discontent feelings whatsoever. You're not feeling anything arise because you've eliminated all the cravings that were producing that. So thank you all for attending the class. Continue with your meditation practice. Continue developing all your aspects of the Eightfold Path, including breathing mindfulness meditation and loving kindness meditation. This Sunday, we're going to be in Chapter 2 of the book, Developing a Life Practice, The Path That Leads to Enlightenment. And Chapter 2 is titled, Why Study Gautama Buddha's Teachings? So we're going to be having a group discussion about this, get a chance to get to know various people in our online community. And then next Wednesday, we're going to be in the third part of our four-part series of loving-kindness meditation. And I'm going to be switching it up a bit and changing the rings and giving you guys a different flavor of how you might decide to structure these rings. 
In the meantime, have a very lovely and wonderful rest of your day. Continue to stay dedicated to reading and learning and practicing because as you improve the condition of your mind, it's helping you, those close to you, and all of humanity. We'll see you in a future class. Be well. Take care. Have a lovely day. Sawadee Thank you for listening to this podcast. To provide support for this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha. To access more teachings, visit buddhadailywisdom.com. There, you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Remember to establish a daily, consistent meditation practice, along with learning and practicing these teachings. A well-developed meditation practice is the foundation in which to train the mind to attain enlightenment. Enlightenment.